grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ.
introducing Jesus. The author of the book of Hebrews is, in this text, dealing with the fact that while the biblical witness is that God is in control of the world, when we look around us, it is difficult to see any evidence that God, or God's angels, them, is controlling much of anything. As one of my unbelieving college professors put it, if God really is in charge, he, she, or it is doing a lousy job. War, drugs, disease, natural disaster, political dysfunction, need I go on? Does this look like everything in subjection to God? Just watching the last two or three weeks lets us know what it feels like to say, this here battle ain't got no reason. <laughs> Does it look like with everything's in subjection to God? In Genesis, God creates perfect world with perfect relationships between people. In the gospel, we read a discussion, an argument, revealing our very human brokenness and failure to live up to God's intended paradise. We also see Jesus being graceful and generous and kind to children and reminding us this is who we're called to be. But as we look around our world, we do not yet see everything in subjection to them, but we do see Jesus. little word yet is vital to our understanding not only this tendency but also the promises of God to us in times like these. As it is, we do not yet see. I was reminded last night of a quote from John Lennon. In the end, all will be well. If it's not well, it's not the end. We do not yet see. As much as we yearn for and look for and yes, we battle for certainty and security, we want to see God active. The Bible constantly reminds us of what Martin Luther referred to as the hiddenness of God. God is hidden from us. It's sometimes referred to as the already but not yet kingdom of God. As we look around the world for God, God is difficult to see, difficult to pin down, and sometimes just when we think we have the holy in our hands, it slips away and we realize we were a mistake. The author of Hebrews reminds us that we are to look to Jesus to see what God is doing in the world. In particular, as we are to look at the fact that Jesus gave up his place at the right hand of God to a human like us. Jesus, who for a little while became lower than the angels. Reminds me of one of my favorite texts from Philippians. He did not count equality with God as something to be grasped. 
held on to, clung to, but emptying himself became being a human, even less than a human slave. <coughs> For a little while he came lower than the angels, and that as a result of this coming into humanity with us, Jesus suffered and died. He tasted death for everyone. So Hebrews' words that we do not yet see everything in subjection, but we do see Jesus, is the promise that in Jesus, God in Christ brings all we hope for and all we need. In the community of faith, we see Jesus in the midst of a world where God is often part of the We hear Christ's voice in the readings and the hymns and the songs and the liturgies and the sermons. We see our Lord's face in the faces around us. Someone posted a cartoon on St. Francis Day that's appropriate for our icon display. It had a beggar sitting on the street with a bowl and had an icon of Jesus in front of his face. <laughs> we see our Lord's face in the faces around us. We feel the divine presence and the touch of another's hand in the passing of the peace. Most of all, we see and feel and receive Christ in the meal, in the bread and wine, in the body, and blood of Jesus. No, we do not see everything in subjection. But we do see Jesus. Post-communion prayer of the United Methodist Church reads like this. Just as this bread and cup have been Christ for us, send us out to be Christ Tony Campolo, a minister and a sociology professor at Eastern University, just outside Philadelphia, I'm sure he's retired now. In some of his sociology classes, particularly one that were people leading into their so getting involved in a social work degree, he had required his students to assist at a homeless shelter in Philadelphia. This particular shelter was run by a former addict and street person named Joe. Now, Joe had not taken classes on issues like boundaries and how you're supposed to do this. He just opened it and ran it. So Joe mopped the floors. Joe cleaned up drunks and addicts. He gave them shirts. He fed hungry people. He loved the unlovable. He just did it. And they had this place and they came for a meal and a place to stay, and there was a chapel where they could pray. And Campolo assigned his students to go and be in the chapel and observe, and be present in the chapel, and to observe what was going on. And one night, one of his students, one of his very earnest students, was in the chapel, and he had been observing what Joe was doing. And then there was this man who came in, this person, and he was praying, he was down on his knees, in front of the cross there, and he was praying, and what he was praying is, oh Lord, clean me up, make me like Joe. I want to be like Joe. Make me like Joe. I just want to be like Joe. And this devout student just couldn't take it anymore. He came over and he whispered in his ears, why don't you pray, make me like Jesus? And the prayer stopped and looked at the student and said, 
This Jesus, is he anything like Joe? <laughs> We're called to go out into a world that does not see all things in subjection to God. A world that does not see goodness and justice and love prevailing anywhere. Especially not in their lives. And we are called to live in such a way that the world will say, This Jesus, is he anything like those people from the Shepherd? For we do not yet see everything in subject.